Welcome to another fisting episode of Cineblokes. Yeah, there was so much fisting going on. There was uh, front yeah. fisting and back fisting and up fisting and down uh, fisting you, and side you fisting. Know, you know what? You know what? Double Kay- fisting. You, you know what, Kaylin? I'm so sorry. I, I don't think that uh, that means what we think it means. What? Is it punching? Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's let's go with that. Let's say yeah. this is another punching episode of Cineblokes. Oh, right, yeah, um, there was so much punching, front punching and back punching yeah. and side punching and down punching and double punching. Yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely sure why, but that feels much better. Thank you. Oh, right, well, if you yeah. say so. Uh I am Benjamin Baker. I'm Caelan Burrows. And we have just come from the cinema. We have seen Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings. Um yeah, uh, another Marvel movie. Uh, you know those those are coming back. Yep. Uh, which is which is nice because we've missed them quite quite a bit. I mean, you know we we have had one recently. That that is true. That is true. Um, <laughs> it's just is Black Widow dead to you? Is that? I mean, yes, yes, figuratively and literally, it seems. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's not that it's dead to me. It just it you know this one feels uh, so. Uh, first of all. No spoilers up top. No spoilers up top. We'll, we'll let you know. You Although, know, I will say this, and this is just, I mean, if, if you're you know going to listen to this before you see the film. Yeah. Uh, two credit scenes. One mid-credit, one yes. end-credit. That's all I'll say, just, you know, in case. And we do know for a fact that if you make it to the mid-credit, but you really need to go to the loo, there is time to make it. There Benjamin, there Benjamin discovered yes. this. Now, you've got to be quick, and uh, you've got you to run, uh, but you can make it. You can do it. There's a lot. There's a lot of credits. Uh, a lot of people worked on this film. Um, and then, yeah. So the the other thing, and now I've forgotten what I was going to say because we no have to spoilers. get the no no, no spoilers. I got that. Uh, oh, that's right. I remember what I was going to say. Breathe. You can relax. It's good. It's all right. You can. You oh, know, yeah. I know. There's. I know there was plenty of you, and I've seen this all across the social medias, where people have just been so terrified and anxious that it's just it's not going to be good. And you know there was all the you know kafar about you know the um, calling it an experiment and all that kind of stuff, right? And you know oh it's a risk and whatever. Um, it's all right. You you can you can exhale now. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, there's a lot of good things going on in this film, and uh, you know to your point, uh, Benjamin, about you know Marvel's back. Uh, it's not to say that. You know, I mean, we we both, I think, thought that Black Widow was all right. Yeah. Um, but the problem with Black Widow is that because it takes place out of sequence. Right. <laughs> with everything that's going on. Right. It, it does feel a bit disjointed from yeah. the rest of the MCU. Whereas this presumably takes place now, in yeah. the present. Yeah. You know, they make references to things that have happened in the past. And, you know, we get some cameos that are fun. Um, so it is very much part of everything that's going on now and so it yes. does it feels much more like oh yeah this is this is a marvel film yeah it definitely has you know and especially if you've been watching the shows you've been kind of keeping up with all the things they've been doing over there at disney plus um it definitely feels connected as part of the newest story right like because that's that's what we do we, you know we're kind of ushering in uh this new phase with new characters and you know moving on from the original avengers and kind of start setting up all these different things and and yeah. i think that was the big problem with black widow is it came out 
after all those events were over. Yeah. Everything was done. And that's, yeah. you know, it's, it's a part of that old Marvel world. Um, and this one doesn't do that. This one very much feels like, oh, we're going to continue the story that we're already telling. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it feels like Marvel is back, I, I guess is what I meant. Yeah. Uh, so we've got one of those sort of writer-director combos yes. going on, uh, directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Cretton. He's not a Cretton. No, uh, it's, no, it's not Cretton. Cretton. Uh, Cretton. Which right. could be a Cretton, just depending on your accent. So, uh, but <laughs> well, depending on how you felt about the film. <laughs> so, uh, so he directed it and he co-wrote it. There's actually three writers on this one. Um, but if you're wondering, oh, old old Destin, what's what's old Destin done? Not a lot. Um, no. 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 <laughs> I mean, some some things, but yeah. not a lot. Most recently, uh, Just Mercy. Yes. With uh, with everyone's favourite Michael Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, the Glass Castle. Uh, he did the uh, short term 12 in 2013. Yeah, which is a fantastic film and you should absolutely watch it. It stars a very, uh, not very young, but it stars a younger uh, pre-Captain Marvel Brie Larson. And she's absolutely fantastic. She's wonderful in that film. So, uh, And of course, uh, some of the films that he has directed, he also wrote. Yes. As well. It seems to be his stock in trade. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a writing partner in Andrew Lanham. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, I believe they co-wrote Just Mercy together. Um, the Glass Castle as well. So. And I think they co-wrote Short Term 12 as well. So it, it feels like they've been collaborators for a while. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, they're very much, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. Is what it seems like. Uh, but you've got uh, you've got a third writer in here, yeah. and it's a name that we've talked about, I feel, extensively recently. Yeah. Uh, and that's old Dave Callahan. That's right. He's um, back. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've mentioned Dave previously because yeah. he has direct. He, well, he's written a number of recent films, uh, so including this one. He also yep. wrote uh, Wonder Woman, nineteen. 84? Uh, yes. <laughs> I know I soft serve that one. I was like, he wrote Wonder Woman, the sequel. Uh, you know, the one you tried to forget but can't because it's free on HBO Max. Yeah, he wrote uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, another the, movie you the, tried to forget. It's also free. 2021. On, it's also free on HBO Max. Uh, but he's also, you know, he wrote Zombieland. Uh, he wrote the original Expendables and Expendables 2, I think. Yes. Um, yes. And he didn't write Zombieland. He wrote Zombieland Double Tap. Did he now? Yes. Oh, well, there you go. Yes. He, he's the guy you call in for sequel sequels guy? and remakes, apparently. Uh, and he also, uh, Godzilla, 20, 2014. Okay. All and, right. and everyone's favorite Dwayne The Rock Johnson film, Doom. From 2005. So That's right. I know we've mentioned it before because yeah. we've reviewed some of these other films yeah. recently. Yeah, no, it, it definitely goes Doom and then everything else The Rock's ever done. And um, what I will say is that He's got a spotty track record, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's surprising that this film is as good as it is. Yeah, well, there's um, two other writers and yeah, that's so. true. It, it's you know, but it, he's definitely the one with the clout, right? He's got all the okay. yeah, all the credits behind. He's him. He's also listed first, and I don't know if that means anything. I mean, I it, it really could just be that he is. Uh, look, he he's worked extensively on big budget things. It's not like. He must not come I, cheap. I think uh, I think that's it, it's listed by maybe last name alphabetically. Oh, yeah, maybe. all right. So yeah. it's not, not pay. Callahan, Cretton, Lanham. You know? Ah, it's, yes. All right. I think it's just alphabetical. Okay. All right. Are we over here reading into the I'll, business. I'll, I'll call my contacts at IMDb okay, and find right. out. 
Get the scoop, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, look, he does have a spotty track record, but I don't think any of that shows here. No. Uh, I think directing and writing-wise, I think it's done very well. Um, I, I've got minor issues, just some minor issues with some of the pacing. Um, I, I think it really does slow down a bit in the second act. Um, and while, yes, I understand that a lot of those things are purposeful and they need to happen, because um, by the time this slowdown happens... You do, like you said, you've got a thousand questions before. (laughs) There's a lot that's gone unanswered. Um, So it's not that you shouldn't slow down the film. Uh, I just do feel like directing-wise and writing-wise, they they might come down a little bit, let go of the gas just a little bit, just just a little bit too much. Um, But yeah, I mean, overall, I think it's directed well. I think it's it's written well. It's, you know. yeah. Yeah, you've got one of the things I think that, is is really strong with the writing here is that it, someone at Marvel finally gets it right, yes. And and I want to say it was you know around the time of Thanos, yes. <laughs> when when people was like, hey, hey, this 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 villain's really interesting, and people really seem to enjoy him. They're almost rooting for the villain here. <laughs> what if? And look, I'm just I know. I know I'm speaking crazy, but what if we started developing the villains and giving them, you know, personality and and reasons for their actions that aren't just to destroy the world? Yeah. What What, what do you all think about that? I don't know. It sounds like a risk, but I guess we'll try it. <laughs> if this goes sideways, it's on you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's on you. Um, yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Um, and obviously when we talk about acting... Uh, you know, credit to the actor, absolutely, uh, who just crushes this role. Um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. They, This is the most relatable human-type villain uh, with <laughs> with actual motivations um, that we've seen in a very long time. It's It's been a very long time, and yes, sure, you can count, you can count Thanos if you want, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Somebody looked at that and they were like, oh... Oh, a villain you're going to remember. Oh, that's what you're looking for. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we could do that. We could. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the thing. You you want, uh, you know, there's there's different types of movies, obviously, you know, and if you're you're going to just watch some generic action film, you don't mind if, the, if you've got a one-dimensional villain as right. long as they're, you know, a real badass and, and yeah. they're going to put up a fight. But right. in this sort of a thing, the, the whole MCU, even though... This is sort of like Marvel's first martial arts film. It's it's got a really interesting story to tell. Yes. And somebody decided to make the villain interesting. They gave him depth. Yes. They you know, they, they gave him really like you said, relatable motivations for right. what for doing what he's doing. Yeah. You um, do actually care about him. Yeah. Like <laughs> even if you don't necessarily agree with everything he's doing, you understand it. You get why. It's not just, you know, like you said, it's not just, oh, I want to take over the world because I'm mad with power. <laughs> you know, it's, there's none of that. And it's it's nice. It's very refreshing, especially in a Marvel movie. And especially in an origin Marvel movie. That's mm. not something you see a lot. Most origins, especially in phase one, I, n- name the villain. N- name Name an origin villain. Don't tell me the Dark Elves. You only remember that because I said it out loud. Whiplash. How dare you, sir? 
which, I mean, you know, is, is really only a villain because of all the car accidents in the Marvel films. And right, which, Whiplash is not, it's not a joking matter. People get their necks sprained all the time. I've also never been quite sure how he's still alive Wait, after that. But, oh, there's a person named Whiplash? Oh, oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, see, like I said, forgettable villains uh, all throughout Phase 1. <laughs> um, But, I guess, speaking of, you know, good villains... Well, I'm mean, just... So... Sure. Uh, directing good, writing good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. There's not a whole lot to say. I mean, yeah. uh, it's not even just that it's good. I, I think that you know, talking about the villain, I think that's very important, and I think that definitely shows in the writing. Um, it is a very good story. The story is good. Yes, there's great action and all of that, but it is a good story. Even the way that the film kind of opens, it it, it very much asks for your investment right out of the gate, where you're just like, oh, I'm I'm on board with this story and where it's gonna go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's really good. I do think there is a bit of an escalation problem, and uh, I had the same issues with the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. not to be confused with Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, and but you know, more on that in spoilers. Can't yeah. really talk uh, about it and now. I, and I agree with you. And that's where it does get pretty Marvel by the time you get to the third act. Yeah. The, the third act really does just, just become once uh, in a while. Can you just just Take, <laughs> just take the CG out of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, just, take, just scale it down a bit. Because that, oh, that was the issue with with the end of Black Panther, right? It's not. Yeah. Now, right. and don't get me wrong, Black Panther didn't do anything on the scale of what happens in this right. one. But it's still, you took two actors who were doing all the fighting, and you're like, "Hey, can we put some CG over them so no one can see it's them and make it look really fake?" <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That was not necessary. Yeah, right. And so I, I feel like you've got a similar thing going on here, but just dialed up to 11. Yeah, and it, it is... So it's funny because MCU... Uh, Marvel films tend... If they fix one problem, they don't necessarily fix all of them. No. <laughs> and and this is one of those things. Like, they clearly fix the villain problem uh, where you are absolutely, uh, you know, invested in, in the villain and, and understand his motivations. But it really does become a CGI big battle fest uh, by the time you get to the third act. And that's not spoiling anything. That's very typical of MCU films. Even ones that, yeah. like you said, start very no, name, tailored. Name <laughs> one superhero movie in recent history that hasn't ended in a big CGI battle fest. Yeah, yeah. It's just battles. Yeah. <laughs> just Even so. Black Widow. Uh, yeah, even Black like, Widow. I yeah. know we don't have any super-powered individuals, but what if they was all falling out of a helicarrier, falling out of the sky, <laughs> and battling while falling? <laughs> what? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say... Uh, I don't even know if I could give this to the Winter Soldier, maybe? Because I don't think that one scales up as bad. No, because, I mean, well, yes, there, there's stuff going on in big ways. Most of the Winter Soldier stuff is on a personal level. You've got two human men fighting each other. Right. You've got other human interactions yeah, fighting right. each other. So yeah, right. it's a, this big scale with the three, what, the the triskelion. What was that? What it was called? I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't remember what it was the called. Big, but yeah, you're right. The big, right. the three big evil helicarriers. Evil helicarriers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. There's a lot going on there, but they don't focus on that. That's not the focal point of yeah, the battle. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. So, so and I guess my point is they can do it. Yeah. It's it's not that they can't. They absolutely can they just, do they it. They just refuse. They just refuse. Yeah. Just like they refuse to give memorable villains until now. <laughs> <laughs> they've got <laughs> they've got a track record to uphold apparently. Yeah. So, uh yeah, it's directed well, 
Um, you know, obviously we'll talk more about special effects and action in a little bit. Um, even though that's sort of tied to directing. I don't know why we always split them up, but that's what oh, we do. No. We, we like to talk about the people in the film. Yeah. <laughs> The, the eye candy, if you will. That's right. <laughs> so that's, that's right. Shirtless and everything. That's it's wonderful. Right. Um, wait, when was Tony Leung shoot shirtless? No, I'm sorry. He wasn't. Oh, so um, okay. I was yeah, going to say, I missed something. I did have an open shirt maybe once, but... He did. He was a snazzy dresser yeah, in he this. was. <laughs> he was. Look, when, you, when you're as old as when will, you, <laughs> you better learn to dress, mate. Uh, so this film starts uh, someone that I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, it's, either, it's either Simu or Simu. Or or something along those lines. Uh, uh, yeah. Lou is the last name, or is it the first name? How about we just call him Sean? Yeah, yeah, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Old Sean Chi. <laughs> Old Sean Chi. <laughs> um, so I've not really seen him in anything, mm -hmm. um, with good reason, because he's done mostly television stuff and mm -hmm. some smaller scale things. Uh, I liked him. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I, I thought he was a, a fine actor. Um, I thought he played the role very, very well. Um, and you know, he's he's a character who I'm completely on board to see more of. Uh, I, I think he fits uh, very well uh, in the MCU. I think he does all the things that are required of him uh, and more to, personally because he does have to do martial arts, and some of the other ones never had to do that. Uh, but he does. He feels like a hero, and and I think he owns that hero's journey. And you you, you know you're on board with him. He's likable. He's charming. He's you know he's got all the things you would want uh, in a in a in a new Avenger. So you uh, yeah as you will yeah. And he and he, he does the action very well. Yes, yes he does. Um, you know, uh, and of course uh, his. I'm going to say his co-star in this because she has a very big presence in this film. Yes, yeah, she More does. More so than the trailer would lead you to believe. Yeah, she. And uh, it's every, <laughs> she's a big deal. <laughs> it's it's everyone's favorite performer with heart with a with an infuriating name. <laughs> Aquafina. Sorry, I like Aquafina Water, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, and this, oh, it's, uh, her name frustrates me so much because I genuinely love this actress. <laughs> Everything that I've seen her do in recent history, I'm like, she is amazingly talented. She's, yeah. she's funny when she needs to be funny. She's serious when she needs to be serious. Yeah. And she's got heart when she needs to have heart. Yeah. And this was no different. Yeah, I, I agree. She, she absolutely steals a lot. Uh, more than I ever thought she would, uh, yeah. and we we said the same thing about uh, Jumanji: The Next Level yeah. uh, when she showed up in that, and we were like, "Why is she making me cry?" Yeah. <laughs> she's just so good. She's yeah. very very good, and she's been a great addition to a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and she is wonderful here. She is balanced, and uh, you know, one of the things that she avoids uh, is quipping when you don't need to. Um, and that was something that I very much appreciated. And I think that's not just attributed to her. Obviously, it's attributed to the writing as well. Yeah. But um, she does a great job in knowing when to be funny and knowing when to let the let the, the, the emotion sit. Well, and, you know, going back to them writing an, a good villain is that they wrote a villain that's a person. Yeah. And they wrote a plucky comic sidekick that's a person. Yes. And so... <laughs> yes. You know... <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and she, she and Sean uh, have amazing chemistry together. Yeah, they really do. Uh, whoever, whoever thought to pair those two together, um, good on you, the yeah. casting director, whoever it is. And I know, give that person a race. I know that uh, Mr. Lou has appeared in one other thing with Aquafina. 
uh, something that she did. And it seemed like a small role, so I don't know how yeah. much on-screen time they had together. But maybe somebody saw something then and was like, hey, yeah. those two. Or or someone's, you know, just racist. And there was like, do you know any Asians? <laughs> oh, no, this girl, Aquafina, she's from Queens. Yeah, um, uh, yeah no, I, I completely agree. They, they have wonderful chemistry, and there's no part of you that's like, Ah, oh, I wish they'd split these two up and just let them do what they need. To. No, they they're absolutely wonderful together. They, uh, you know, they play off each other well. They have great chemistry. Um, the the back and forths are hilarious uh, and heartfelt at the same time. They do both very very well. Um, and I, I for one, am definitely on board to see more of both of them yeah. uh, in in future things. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. In in Shang Chi too, the search for more money. <laughs> I was going to say the search for more rings. <laughs> um, so we've also uh, got Tony Leong in this uh, mm. playing not not the Mandarin, uh, <laughs> but uh, which, by the way, if you're wondering, yes, they address it. I won't tell you how, but they absolutely address the flaws of Iron Man three. Yeah. Well, and, and Iron Man one, to be honest, because hey, yeah, where, no, it's true. That's huh? where the Ten Rings is first introduced. That's right, and. You know, and it is a weird pivot because it was like you established the Ten Rings and the Mandarin was Iron Man's like greatest nemesis. Right. And then we never went there. And yeah. then when we did, you gave this giant middle finger to everyone. And so it just seems so weird. So for them to address it here and the way that they do it, I think is done very well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it makes sense. It's not yeah. some, yeah. you it, know. We know it's a retcon, but it's a good retcon. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Tony is, I mean, look, if you're even slightly familiar with Hong Kong cinema yeah. uh, over the last, uh, what, 30 years, 50 years, <laughs> yeah. something like that, you've seen this man in film, you've seen him in action, yeah. and he's just a tremendous talent, and it was uh, it was delightful to see him here, and he did not disappoint. Yeah. He, he is easily one of my favorite, uh, not just martial arts actors, but one of my favorite Chinese actors, like one of my favorite exports from Hong Kong. Um, and and he's he's in some of my absolute favorite uh, martial arts epics uh, out of Hong Kong. He's just he's wonderful, and not only is he skilled uh, when it comes to martial arts, but he's also just an incredible actor. He's just very very good, and he is effortless here. Just so good, so good. Yeah. Uh, of course, Michelle Yao is a small part in this mm -hmm. film as well, yeah. and she delivers as per usual. Yep. Uh, this is was one of those times. I feel like in, in recent history, I feel like she's been in some bigger budget things that have sort of wasted her potential. Yeah, right. And uh, I don't think they did that here. Yeah, I agree. This actually, for me, this harkened back to her Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon days, yeah, where, where she gets, you know, she gets to kind of be that. Um, mother figure, I guess. Um, but she also gets to blend, you know, the talent that she has as an actress, but also, you know, the way that she can move still to this day. She can still move very, very well. Um, and, and she's got some, some actual action scenes where you're like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I do love you. Yeah. <laughs> I do very much. Um, and then the other person worth mentioning is, and this name is even more confusing <laughs> yeah, this... than, than Simo Simu. Uh, is Menga? It's M E N G apostrophe E R uh, Zhang. Uh, is first first film ever in the history of ever. <laughs> She's only done this. No television. Nothing before it. Nothing. Yeah. Literally a first film. 
Uh, I'm going to be referring to her as uh, Asian Kate Blanchett uh, for yep. the rest of this because that's, that's fair. from the moment I saw her, I was like, Kate, like it's very there's it's it's she don't look exactly, but there's just certain. She's got some of those features, like yeah. around the mouth. Right? Yeah. I was just like, it's uh, it's Kate there. It's, yeah, she's got <laughs> Hella's Hella's back, everyone. It's Hella in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> And look, it doesn't help that when when Kate Blanchett played Hella, she had black hair. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she look, she for never doing anything before, uh, she nails it. Yeah, no, I thought she was like a, a popular Chinese actress. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you could have fooled me. And and then to, we was looking, it was like, nope, first film ever. <laughs> no, she she's absolutely wonderful. And again, everybody. Uh, everybody in this thing does a great balance of of acting and martial arts. You can tell that they cared about both. They all did whatever training they needed to do to be successful and look good on camera doing uh, all of it. In fact, her IMDb bio says she is an actress known for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. (laughs) Well, look, uh, Asian Kate Blanchett, uh, more of you, please. Yeah. More, more of you. you you're wonderful. Um, yeah. No, she, she's great. She's great, and it's amazing that that. I mean it. Like, you would not be able to tell that she doesn't belong. Like, she. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's she definitely holds her own, and she's an interesting character. She's written well. She's good. Um, yeah. Yeah, strong casting all the way around. Yeah, I mean, we're not even talking about everyone that was in the film because, you know, there's a lot of people in there. Yeah, there's some cameos we're not going to spoil right now. Yeah, but um, but, but solid cameos, by yes. the way. <laughs> yes, worth it. <laughs> Every second. Um, yeah, so action, special effects, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, um, look. I know everyone was like, "Oh, Marvel! They think they can do everything, huh? You're gonna, you're gonna try to do martial arts now? No. Yeah, yeah, they are, and they're gonna do it well." Full disclosure: This is not Iron Fist. Right? No, no, we don't talk about that here, Caitlin. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna quote another fellow reviewer: "This is the first martial arts Marvel attempt so far." Well, I mean, if you want to get MCU specific, yes, it the, is. Yes, you know, even if you was factoring in the Netflix shows, which I don't think anyone does. Right. But like, I would even say that Daredevil was the first martial arts (laughs) show before I would admit Iron Fist was. (laughs) Yeah, right. Iron Fist was a show that existed. Yeah. Uh, And that's it. Um, uh, Yeah, so look, uh, my point is, uh, the action's great. Um, it, It does have... There are a couple things when it comes to special effects. And again, we're, we're talking third act here where it all, it kind of all becomes CGI. And that's very typical of an MCU film. Um, and it's, it's actually kind of frustrating. So while it's very, it's good uh, and it's all very big and massive and, and mystic, if you will. Um, they do the martial arts so well up top that when you don't really get as much of it anymore, um, it kind of makes you long for that. 
So they they front load the first act with with some great action set pieces uh, and really really strong martial arts, and then it, it kind of disappears. Like we said, we talked about that second act that slows down a bit, so it kind of disappears. And then when everything comes back up, it scales to this massive massive level that you were talking about, uh, to where you kind of just like, oh yeah, but I just want to I just want to watch them throw fisticuffs. Yeah, and you get you get a little bit of that in the third act, but again, you, most of it's overshadowed by this big you know cgi battle battle fest really right. um and i did have a couple of problems there are two sequences that stand out in my mind i don't know if there was more than that but there was two sequences where there was fighting at night and uh someone needs to turn the contrast up or down yeah. on that because it was so dark <laughs> yeah that i had no idea what was going on and it seemed like at least one of them was just a quick sort of flashback thing that's not super relevant but one of them was an extended sequence of action yeah. that w- probably would have been very interesting to see, and yet we couldn't. Yeah, so, and I, there's part of it where you're like, okay, I get it because it takes place at night and they're outside and the, you know it's yeah. they're on a tall building, but so you, naturally there's not going to be any light. But that that's all; those are bad excuses. Yeah, you can light something at night yeah. where you can see it. Yeah. So, and again, this scene it takes you've seen some of it in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything. But this scene takes place in Macau, and immediately after the scene, they're still you know in the general area, and then they use a giant bright billboard in the background to illuminate what's happening, you know, in this kind of window pane that you've seen in the trailers. Um, yeah, that, so, that fight you can see. You can <laughs> see. And so uh, my point is, it's all frustrating when it's really dark because you know they don't need to do that. They've got all kinds of different tricks that you can do to brighten it up a little bit. And we know you don't need to hire the actors. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we know they're capable yeah, of doing it. No, so There's no Finn Jones here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> no, not, <laughs> everyone is very capable of what they're doing, and we'd yeah. like to see it, please. Yeah, they, they don't put Sean in a hood and be like, all right, yeah. now, now you're a stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, uh, Simu missed training, so just, <laughs> gonna, it's all going to film at night. That's no, That did not happen here. So, no, no, But you're right. It, it, is, it is very difficult to see. And from what you can see, it's even more frustrating because you're like, this would look really cool <laughs> if I could see it all. <laughs> yeah, uh, and of course, special effects. I think uh, you know, Marvel always, for the most part, does a really good job with yeah. with the uh, CG and and everything looks good at the end. I just, it was just too much. It was, it was, it it does. It, I think more than anything, this film scales and escalates on a just. I don't want to say astronomical, but we can say on a, on a multi-dimensional metaphysical level where it just, yeah. it explodes. And, and I've it's got, crazy. I've got two words that will, if I say them, you would be like, oh, say no more, Kalen. I get it. But I can't say those words until we get to spoilers. <laughs> fair. <laughs> it's, it's fair. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Yeah. Should we rate it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I don't even know what I want to call this. Um, uh, look, I you know I'll go ahead and rate it. Um, I am going to give because I did enjoy it. I, I really did. The fights was good. Uh, there was many moments that made me laugh out loud. You made me care about the villain. Yeah, that's a uh, big deal. You know, and and I feel like the drawbacks were very very mild. So I'm giving this. A 4.25 out of 5 headless winged dog creatures.
<laughs> okay, all right. Um, yeah, everyone's going to want a Morris, by the way. Uh, <laughs> we we left the theater, and uh, I, I saw it with my bird, and, and she she was like, all right, so I'm going to need a Morris backpack. Yeah. I'm going to need a Morris onesie. Those, I'm going to need uh, Morris earrings. I'm going to need... Those are the new Porgs. <laughs> they're, they're the new Porgs, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm not joking about that, by the way. If you have kids... Just order the plush now. They might not even be made, but you might as well just order it now for yeah. when they do get made because your kids are going to want one. But you just order one of those and a Grogu <laughs> and put Grogu riding the Morris and everyone will be happy. With right? a Porg hiding in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it is adorable, though. Um, yeah, so I I very much enjoyed this film as well. Uh, and I, 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 yeah, I laughed out loud. Um, I liked all the actors in it. Um, I, I thought it had a lot of heart. I loved the fact that they had a villain. Those things that that bother me, though, they they're gonna lower it down just a bit, just just a little bit, not too much. But I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna go four out of five Macbeth monologues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't even tell you why that's funny. Oh no, <laughs> that's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep it all inside. And yeah. Keep the view, the listeners in suspense. Yeah. I mean, if you're burning to know, just stick around for like thirty <laughs> yeah, seconds yeah. till we get, we'll get into it. We, it makes sense in the in the context of things. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do it. Is it, it. is it time? I think it's time. Spoil the song into the spoiler song. Do the spoiler song into the spoiler song. It's the spoiler song. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't seen it, you should bugger off because you know we could just sit here. And get into spoilers. Right. Or we could do the spoiler song again. <laughs> Good on you, Kaylin. Well done. Well done. Well oh done. Oh my goodness. Um, this. Yeah, so look, I, we might as well just tell you now that that was a spoiler. Um and we're we're here. We're in it. So bugger off if you're not if you're not into it. Um, yeah, one of my favorite running jokes. <laughs> just, the, so we had, there's a cameo by Wong in this. Yes, and he is great. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's so brief too. It's yeah. it's really one of those like you, you get to see him long enough to be like, oh hey, that's Wong, and then he's gone. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He has two quick appearances. One pretty early in the film. Yeah, which was also <laughs> so just, good. Just this gladiatorial arena of people just chanting Wong. <laughs> it's just, it's, I mean, just eating it up. Yeah, it's just so good. It's just, it's just, oh. Gonna let you know how it feels. It's just so good. Uh, but then his appearance in the, the mid-credits scene, yes. which sort of ties you know, this film to the rest of the MCU, yeah. but it features a callback. Yeah, it's uh, easily one of my favorite callbacks. It's, it's yeah, so good. One of the best callbacks in MCU history, <laughs> yeah. I feel. And it's, it's so funny because the way that the scene starts and the way it goes, you know, you know they, they've got a couple of cameos there. So you've got, uh, you know, you've got Hulk, you've got Captain Marvel, and then you've got Wong. And, you know, they're talking to Katie and, and Shang-Chi. They're trying to figure out the source of the rings is is what's happening, and apparently it's a beacon. So my guess is, it's the Eternals, and <laughs> that's yeah. that's where the technology comes from. Um, and it's not obvious, but they go through a number of things that it's not, and uh, there's no way it's not eternal technology. It, it just it just is. Um, but they go through this whole thing, and then Wong gives this big 
speech about how his whole life's going to change and he's got to go home and get some rest. And it's all part of you was like, why is this a mid credit scene? Like, this should just be the end of the film. And then they do the callback. And I was like, oh, this was worth it. This was yeah. so good. So earlier in the film, you have the, the characters are like, they, they've gone out to dinner. They've got an early day tomorrow. So they're like, yeah, it's getting late and got to go early. So should probably go to sleep, you know. Or, or, and then we cut to them doing karaoke to the wee morning hours. And, and that's what I was here. The, yeah. you know, Wong's like, you should go home, get some rest. Like, yeah, we should probably do that. Or, and, and you, when, he, when they say or, you kind of know what's coming. But the part of your heart that is like, please let Wong be there with them. Please let Wong be there with them. And then Wong is there singing with them. You're like, yes. Oh, it's so it's, good. It's the perfect No, perfect it's fantastic. I, I never thought I wanted to see Gladiator Wong <laughs> and Drunk Karaoke Wong. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I need Wong to get a solo film. <laughs> it's so good. I'm on board for all of this. And the only way it could have been even better is if Wong would have been karaoke singing one of the, the jams he was listening to in <laughs> Doctor Strange. Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, it's, it's I, great. I want to think there's an, a, there's a deleted scene out there. There has to be. Just, there absolutely has to be. Yeah. Just Wong <laughs> singing all the single ladies. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, it's it's a fantastic callback. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, cameos, uh, in, in addition to that. The cameo game uh, was just so strong. So this. strong. Um, yeah. Sir Ben Kingsley returns. Yeah, Trevor. Trevor. He's back and he's more Trevor than ever. <laughs> yes. He is Jack Trevoring all over the place. Yeah. Jack Sparrow over there. <laughs> yeah. He's the MCU's Jack Sparrow. <laughs> but you still like him. Yeah, it's so it's so good. And again, it's a it's a clever tying it back to Iron Man 3. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and, and the whole way that they deal with the, you know, the legend has been around so long. That it's spread across the world, and some places have taken it and made it their own. Right. You know, and they they mention you know the references to Iron Man one, and then Iron Man three, and to even poke fun at the fact that he called himself the Mandarin. Yeah. You know, it's like he was terrorized by an orange. You know, just... Yeah, it's a uh, it's a very good way to because uh, they retcon those things, but not like yeah. they they just kind of. Yeah, we did yeah. it, but they acknowledge why they acknowledge that it was there, but yeah. like, this is why it was not correct. Right, you know, right. and it all makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It, it really does. There's no part of you that where you're like, all right, but I just watched Iron Man, so no, that doesn't make sense. Um, it does. It's done very, very well, and I think including Trevor there, um, because he's there. He shows up in what the second act? Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's just. Or right at the tail end of the first, yeah. maybe. But and you, yeah, and then he's just with them for, yeah. for most of the film. And it's like you find out that he was—they broke him out of prison to kill him for his part in in yeah. spreading the myth of the other ten rings, and then he ended up doing a, a, a soliloquy from Macbeth, <laughs> and made all the guards laugh, and so they kept him alive to yeah. do his little nightly shows for him. Yeah, so he's basically Ben Stiller in Tropic Thunder, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> captured by the flaming dragon. <laughs> <laughs> which is the Ten Rings. Yeah. But it was very good. It was yeah, very no, funny. It's very good. He's got great comic relief. And uh, it's it's wonderful when you see somebody with the gravitas of Ben Kingsley uh, to just cut loose and be like, nope, I'm going to be ridiculous. Uh, you can tell he loves it. Like, yes. He absolutely loves it. 
Um, and him and Morris, uh, who's the, <laughs> the little creature, um, it, it's just a wonderful pair. It's it's really great. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a solid cameo. Uh, yeah. all, all the cameos are really good. Yeah. Um, so I, I teased you before when I was like I could explain everything that happens at the end of this film. Oh yeah. Paint, it would paint a picture for you as to why I say there's too much CGI. Those two words. Are you ready? I'm ready. Kaiju fight. Oh uh, yeah. Yes, yes. That's this film turned into yes. Godzilla versus Kong yes. essentially at the end, and I was not on board for it. Yeah, it is. It's jarring. Like, and look, I'm all down for dragons, right? Especially in Shang Chi. Yeah, like, it, that that was to be expected, to be honest. Um, so yeah, mythical creatures. Uh, mythical magic yeah. and, and all and, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And especially, I mean, when you get into Marvel comics, dealing with anything in Eastern culture, they the dragons are real. That's that's yeah. just what you need to know. Right. And they they have major significance. I mean, yeah. even even though we're not counting Iron Fist, you know, right. there's an MC, there's a there's a multiverse out there, so. Unfortunately, there is one universe where Finn is Iron Fist. Yes, but right. that there is an actual dragon yeah, in that yeah, story yeah. as well. Yeah, it is. It is there's a lot in, of that Asian mythology. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's, there's so, a lot of that. So, but here they explain it in a way that really, you know, just it makes sense. Right. I feel like the fact that this city, this this village that no one has been able to find, is in another dimension. And that's why it's got all these weird creatures and yeah. and a dragon, um, like you do. Yeah, but I was hoping more for the like he would the Shang would get like the power of the dragon and we'd yeah. see like a fight with me, you know, not yeah, not what happened. Yeah, it's <laughs> Which, it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's weird. I. It was, and look, I'm not, I, I don't want to sit here and tell you that I didn't enjoy it, because I did, but you all know, and, and I know you know, I am not a kaiju fan at all. It's just not a genre that interests me. I don't care to see big scary monster punch big scary monster. Uh, it just doesn't do it for me. Nope. Um, and so for the end of this film to basically be that, it is a bit of a letdown, and it is a bit anticlimactic because you're not really watching your hero. I mean, you are, but not really, right? You're not really watching your hero succeed and overcome yeah, he, adversity. Yeah, he it's... sort of doesn't do much at the yeah. end. Like, yeah, yeah, he fights his dad, and that was the most interesting yes. because you get to see those two actually go to fisticuffs a little bit. Right, uh, and, and there's then, a lot of emotion behind it. Yeah, yeah there's then, a lot going on. And then they even, even when you get into the more CGI aspects of their fight, like when they're battling with the rings against each other, that's I'm still okay with that. Yeah, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, it still yeah. looks good. It's still visually interesting. But the moment this big Cthulhu looking monster creature bursts out. Foom. Yeah, when it when it bursts out of the the dark dimension or whatever it is, <laughs> where that it was like from that point forward, our hero does almost nothing until he does something, and when he does that one thing, it's the thing that kills the monster, and you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it it is strange. You would almost want it to. Yeah, you would almost want him to just take the power, right? Like, yeah. if you're going to have the dad and, you know, son face off, have them release the creatures and then take the power of the creatures and have it be them. Because, look, Andy is more than capable of being a 
demon-possessed monster. You know what I mean? And that and that can add a little bit more emotional weight to their battle. You can have their battle, and then, you know, Shang-Chi discovers that he has the power of the rings, but it's too late, and now his dad is, you know, this thing that's been calling him, uh, that's basically been motivating him and playing on his, you know, despair or whatever. Um, have that thing basically become his dad. And he's got to basically punch it out of him. Yeah, I mean, like, like that. But that to me just makes more sense. Yeah, you could have, you could still have that fight, but when when Shang Chi gets five of the rings, instead of him, you know, just tai chiing them around his body, maybe he puts them on, right? So yeah. each of them have five rings. Yeah, which they do, but not really. Not really. Yeah, and and maybe that elevates it a bit. And then yeah, this thing breaks out, and I, I guess you could even have that. It's a big scary tentacle creature but then the dragon just is like no and <laughs> and puts it down but then it like spits its essence into yeah. the dad and then you have just a just a solid fisticuff fight with that's magically enhanced by each side having rings right and you know and then you can pr probably even if you want to visually somehow do something with because the, they, they're saying it the whole film you've got the heart of the dragon what yeah. does that mean it's Really just a mental fit. It's just a, you're good enough, you're smart enough, yeah. and doggone it, people like you. That's all it is. That's you're still it. worthy, mate. Yeah. There's, no, there's no hidden message there. You don't, yeah. you don't have any real connection to the dragon. Right. Other than, you know, I guess it breathes oxygen underwater and <laughs> just... It did. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I, dying. Think, I, I think the idea was that it was supposed to, like... It was supposed to recognize who it was. You know what I mean? Like it was supposed to recognize that he's part of that village yeah, in guess. some way. But that's I'm assuming to make it make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. I thought legitimately. I thought the dragon was going to talk to him, oh, and yeah. and be like, "Oh, are you were," and have that whole conversation. And we basically just have Aquaman uh, yeah. all over again, which honestly would have been fine. I could watch Marvel do that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't need that, though. I yeah. didn't need it, but that's what I thought was going mean, to happen. Unless unless the dragon was going to be voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, well, then, then yeah. Yeah, then, uh, yes. It's, yes. Yes. And then to, to, have, returns. to have the two Benedicts back together again in the same film, but in different roles. To expand the universe, Marvel. Um, yeah, but I do agree that the kaiju fight is, is probably my... I, I could actually even forgive the slow pace of act two um because they are building a story and i think the story is interesting enough i would have liked to have maybe just a little bit more fast pace um because i think some of the editing of going back and forth between flashback to the real world it, it felt a bit i don't want to say cheap but it did feel like they just kept leaning on it every time they were like oh we gotta have a point here let's go oh. back to the past i actually i thought it was paced well with that because you know i don't like seeing everything all at once yeah as far as uh, say we had started the film where where the film starts and then it basically all the flashbacks if we had just gone through all of that so you got the one story yeah and, and then, then we, and then the, we yeah. start the film and we don't meet our main character until 45 minutes in <laughs> you know that, no that's yeah not, all right all right that's yeah. fair and I, so fair. so for them to break it up the way they did i felt like that it worked for me you know yeah. you're you're seeing the start of the story and we're progressing through the story but things are happening as the story goes along that are reminding the characters the main characters of these things in the past and so that's why we're seeing them and to me it made sense yeah you know? yeah and it's it's all well and fine like i said i could forgive that but the kaiju fight really put me off 
Um, yeah. It, it really put me off. Honestly, it stopped it from giving my rating even higher because I, I, I genuinely loved this film. It, it was it was a lot of fun. There are so many wonderful laughs to be had. It's very funny. Uh, Marvel has a Mr. Beat. They they do some great... Uh, that The fight on the bus is such a good, yeah. clever fight. And that's it's the filmed first... well. And... and that's the first fight. Yeah. It's it's almost the pinnacle, to be honest. <laughs> but it's done so well and so creatively, and it's it's really good. And I think it, um, I think it demonstrates the training of Simu Simu, um, and you know just how much he really dedicated to it. Obviously, it's not all him, but there's enough of him in there to be like, oh no, you learn martial arts, you you figure that out, and you know you you did the training, and it looks great. Um, and, and I think part of me is like, it looks so good, I wanted more of that throughout the film. And I would have liked yeah. to see the film end on a note like that, rather than this big, giant CGI kaiju fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things where you, you want to see your hero being your hero. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, don't, yeah. you don't want to see big tentacle creatures <laughs> fighting it out with a dragon. It does. Man, does it escalate. But I mean, if you're into that, if, if that's Yeah, no, if thing, you're into kaiju fights, uh, forget Pacific Rim. Yeah. This this is the movie for you. You'll be, you'll be all over it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But getting back to, again, so things that we couldn't talk about before because of spoilers, uh, our, our main villain, sort sort of, uh, yeah. you know, he, he is, he, the reason that he is the way he is, you know, he he does start off as that I'm gonna conquer the world. Yeah. Sort of character. Yeah. You know, very one dimensional. Yeah. Until he meets their mum and when he's trying to go conquer this other realm and he meets her and he falls in love with her and and at first we don't even find that out. That's what I've liked, is that we didn't find out that he gave up everything right yeah, away. Right. It wasn't you, until you get later. the sense that that's definitely where it's going, but that opening yeah. scene between those two is is just filmed so well and it's done so and, and again the performances are just fantastic yeah um but yeah but yeah i mean we we learned that he actually gave up who who he was yeah you know he put yeah. he took the 10 rings off yeah. put them and, away <laughs> and and uh, she gave up you know protecting the the world from a tentacle monster or whatever you know to to raise a family and and then she gets killed and it's partly because of who he was yes and he just immediately falls back to his old ways to get revenge yeah. and then you know this dark creature uses his sadness and uh, uh, presumably something to do with the ten rings like it knows it, yeah it, the creature knows that the ten rings have the power to free it so it targets him right and you know pretends to be his dead wife <laughs> yeah and is like come free me they held me behind these gates and he's yeah you know, and so it's very like this is a broken man. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's he's a broken, desperate man that you know was was redeemed by by this woman that he loved, and then it, it, the things that he's done in his life ended hers, and he doesn't know how to reconcile that. And and you feel that, and Andy does a fantastic job in making you feel not even sorry for him, but just you you get that this is a man at the end of his wits and he doesn't know what to do without the love of his life the woman that literally changed him for the better and now he can never have that back and he will do whatever it takes to you know get her back even if that means not recognizing that he's alienating his children and putting them in harm's way you know what i mean and that's 
it's something that you just don't see in Marvel villains, like, ever. <laughs> and, yeah, because yeah, even, even when he finally comes to a head and, you know, the, the whole battle between uh, Simu Simu and... Uh, and his dad, when they're going back, that scene has so much emotion because there's so much going on there. Um, you know, there's, there's regret, there's despair, there's anger, there's, there's all these things happening. Um, so that when that scene finally ends and, you know, uh, Wenwu is, is killed, essentially, and his essence gets sucked out and he, you know, gives the rings to his son, uh, you kind of care yeah and and you're sad that yeah. he's dying because every time they're fighting with each other you're you, you know you're like come on tony okay, just come back to us you know be a father yeah be the man we know you can be <laughs> you know so yeah uh, they do they make you care and yeah. and it's it's refreshing yeah you, you know it was a very enjoyable villain yeah um, of course you know be, they, they had to kill him because that's well, yeah. what, that's what Marvel do. <laughs> yeah, right. Marvel hates fathers. I don't. I don't know if you know this, but well, they just. <laughs> I feel like they just hate villains. Yeah, they're but... like, hey, you know, we could bring this guy back. Nah, kill him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. What you say? One and done, I guess. I mean, uh... in this particular instance, I agree with the decision they made. That's one of those characters that is not going to be because he's. Because of his motivations, he's not going to be a recurring villain. Right. So I, I get why they killed him. But there's been plenty of other instances where someone yeah. could have been captured yes. or got away. And they're just like, nah, just kill him, mate. <laughs> I also do feel like most of the MCU's problems uh, have a lot to do with bad dads. Like... Yeah. Dads who are just awful to their children either create superheroes or supervillains. One of the two, but but there is no other motivation. It's just bad dads across the... Like, somebody tap Kevin Feige and have him talk to his dad for crying out loud. No, maybe that's that. Maybe that's his whole point. Maybe he's making all these films to tell people. He's like, hey, spend time with your kids. So, do you love me now, Dad? I'll make 24 of these things begging for your affection. Does you think you think Kevin Feige's dad's at home somewhere going? There's a message here somewhere. I just <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. It has to be. He has. He's watched 24 Marvel films and he's like, I, th I, I think my son's <laughs> trying to talk to me. Uh, Oi, Kevin! I just I just saw Shang Chi. I feel like you're trying to tell me something. Did I not love you well, enough? But I don't know what. What's wrong with you? eh? you need a you need a hug. You want a beer? We'll grab a pint. Quit crying, Nancy. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just that's what it feels like. It just look. You didn't think about it, and now when you're going back through the list of all the Marvel films, you're like, oh, yep, that's that's Ego's fault. That's yeah. that's Odin's fault. Yeah, Tony turned out the way he did because, because his dad. Of his dad. <laughs> All of them. Oh, yeah. A whole lot of them. And if they didn't have, like, dad issues, they had no parents to speak of at all. So, <laughs> you know, cap. No pa the parents. Yeah, no, no parents. Gone. <laughs> gone. You know, it's... <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I mean, look, what, Black Widow, no parents. No parents, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fake dad. <laughs> Who was awful. Yeah. Needed redemption. It's. I'm telling you, they Marvel does like two things, <laughs> but they do three most of the time. Most of the time, they have a one and done villain. Uh, they have big giant CGI fights for the third act, and you're more than likely gonna blame everything on Dad. Yeah. That's the that's the Marvel. I mean, formula. Uh, you want you know half the Guardians of the Galaxy all have daddy <laughs> issues. That's why they all work so well. 
Nebula's got daddy issues. They all do. Yeah. I know you want to get really technical. Drax is also a terrible father <laughs> because he couldn't protect his family. And he he basically sets most of the third act in motion because of his own regret and bad fathering. <laughs> all the all the Drax fans out there, just, right. you was... bastards! You, How dare you smear Batista's you, name? You leave Drax alone. <laughs> Oh God! Um, I've forgotten what we were talking about. Yeah, now. I think we're talking about Shang Chi. Oh yeah, Shang Chi. Um, yeah, yeah, terrible that, dads. He's a terrible dad. Um, uh, no, look. The point is, uh, the film is great. Um, it really is. It's really good. I, I do. I, I don't like the kaiju fight. Now, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I really can't let that go. Um, and yeah, there's definitely some problems in the second act for me. Um, but overall. Uh, for me, if this is what Marvel's going to do, is if this is how they're going to kind of further things, and these are the types of characters that they're going to bring in, and we, you know, we got to follow them through a new phase, uh, sign me up. I'm, I'm on board. Mm. I love the world. Uh, I love the world building, and you know, I, I think it's worth it. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I don't know if you noticed, and it, I guess it goes to just be because it, it is unclear how much after Endgame. This all takes place. Mm -hmm. um, and we know that when Hulk snapped, it messed up his hand. But his whole arm was in a sling uh, oh, when yeah. Bruce was there. Yeah. So I was like, what? I, how much did that mess you up, mate? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be interested. The next time we see Bruce Banner in a film, I hope we get to get into that more. Because yeah, I was... There's no real timetable either for like how long those events... No. I mean... And that's because it it's been at least long enough in real life... That I forgot that's why his oh, hand was messed up. So when, right. when he was in the sling, I was like, oh, there's a story there. <laughs> and then as we was talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, no, the story is that he snapped the gauntlet. That's what it was. He <laughs> brought everybody back. That's the story. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was sort of disappointed. I was like, oh, yeah, well, all right. Well, yeah, okay. Well, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and, and then look, there's one last scene. The very end of the credits, uh, which sets it up for the sequel, um, yeah. and I am in. Yep. So uh, you know, first time, first time actress, Asian Kate Blanchett. Yep. Uh, she is. She's the sister of Shang Chi, and yes. uh, you know they, they, they do a little teaming up, and it's it's fun and stuff. She obviously is not the title character, so she doesn't right. get the big heroic moment, but she has some couple of cool moments. And at the end of the film. It's alluded to that she's gone back to dismantle their father's criminal empire. Yeah. And then we find out what she's actually doing. Which is not that. <laughs> um, she's building her own. <laughs> yeah, with ladies. Yeah, that's right. And, they train and, side by side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Equality and such. We're going to be equal opportunity terrorists. Which is weird. Like, not that she she does what she does not that she takes the organization and she's like we're going to be all inclusive now that's not what's weird what's weird is is she going to be a villain you know what i mean because like they if that's the direction they go there's really no grounds for it there's never a point in this film where you're like she's going to become dark mate it's yeah. so is she go is she just doing this maybe the organization is going to be for good 
No, it's. I was very confused on that front. Yeah, it's not, it definitely doesn't have the feel it's, of, it's, hey, we're going to do good. Yeah, it's not like a Mordo situation. You yeah. know what I mean? Where, you know, sure, he's, he's good for the whole film, but you start to see his issues with everything right, that right. Doctor Strange is doing. And so when he finds out, it's like, oh, you tampered with time. You know what, mate? I'm going to kill all the sorcerers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, all right, yeah. well, that's a bit of an expert, <laughs> bit of an exaggeration there, Mordo. But, you know. Well, yeah, sure, I get it. But you can see how he gets where he gets. Yeah, get get from what there to And there, so, yeah. but this, they leave it vague enough where you're not sure. You're like, hey, what's she doing, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, and look, we know that the Ten Rings will return. Yes. That's... I don't know that anybody else will, but the Ten Rings will. It, did that feel a bit like a slap in the face, though? Yeah. Because, like, shouldn't it have said, Shang-Chi will return? Yes, <laughs> yes, it should have. Not... Because, like, every, uh, you, you weren't like, the Mark Free will return. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, Mjolnir will return. <laughs> the Super Soldier will return. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, it's just, you're, no, you're absolutely right. The Helicarrier will return. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it felt like it was just a slap in the face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a weird, a weird thing to say. The Ten Rings will return. Shang-Chi? Eh, yeah. Maybe. Take him or leave him. Uh, we'll see what he says as the movie comes out. <laughs> See if he says anything that ruins his career with Disney. It's just, it was so just weird. Operating in real time. Yeah. Like, are you going to misunderstand a tweet? Eh? All right, well. Aquafina will return. <laughs> I just... oh, it was just so weird. Uh, um, yeah, I, look, I know we're, we're, we're coming on and on about nothing. Um, I do have one more complaint. Um, there is is a bit of a spoiler. So, uh, in in the film, there's this villain uh, that's like the right hand man of <laughs> or woman. We don't <laughs> or, know. Or woman, we don't know. We never see it without his mask. But basically, uh, this this character, you know, beat Shang Chi into submission. Essentially, he was like the main trainer yeah, for the, him. We'll call them Kabuki Ninja. <laughs> the Kabuki Ninja. There you go. The Kabuki Ninja. Straight out of Three Ninjas. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is all I could think. I'm uh, sorry. Oh, I, the whole time I was like, oh, it's the bloke hey, from you Three know what? Ninjas. What's funny is your complaint about this character. They basically went out like that character. That <laughs> yeah, is true. It's just... very similar. <laughs> very similar. Just... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so he's he's based, this character is basically built up as being like when when the boss is not going to use his rings, he's the next best thing. Like that's the that's the, and you know he he goes he goes fisticuffs with Shang Chi and you know they're very closely matched. Um, and you know you you get the sense that like he doesn't have to be necessarily incredibly important, but you get the sense that there should be some kind of payoff for it. Um, and I didn't feel like there was. It, it felt like, it felt like a uh, a death that was played for laughs. And while yes, it was funny, I just felt like if you're gonna make him different than every other member of the Ten Rings, the fact that he's got nothing but a death for laughs just felt cheap. Yeah, I mean, I I do disagree with you on that because I didn't feel it was played for laughs. I mean, yes, there was a joke there, but to me, it was more like. You got the big guy who's like, we're not going to surrender because we don't need to. And then their biggest and strongest warrior gets killed instantly. And then he's like, okay, we're going to team up with you. Yeah, it's played for laughs. But for me, it was more of that like, oh, shit, they just killed our boss sort of yeah. thing. Uh, you know, uh, maybe we can't take this. Especially because the way that he's killed. And I think that was supposed to illustrate how dangerous 
these creatures were because again the movie sort of devolves into every big marvel finale that you've seen with a horde of faceless creatures yeah and so i think they was trying to establish that these things are dangerous now maybe they could have done it better yeah but to me i i didn't feel any loss because to me when uh shang chi fought that character in the building to me i felt like shang chi won that fight until he got tased in the back of the head no absolutely so to me i didn't need like the rematch yeah, I guess I didn't either. It just it felt it just felt like such a weird Yeah. It just felt like such a weird thing. Because this character stands out among yeah. the the crowd. There's tons of faceless people hey, that that's die all the time. When you're Kabuki Ninja, you, <laughs> yeah, you look, stand out. Yeah. The Rocky loves Emily. Um <laughs> I'll just keep making three ninja jokes. Um yeah, no, it, for me, I don't know why it bothered me so much. I, it just it felt like you went out of your way to create a character that did nothing. And and, and that bothers me when you do that. Well, clearly, you you because it took you back to a time when you watched Three Ninjas. It did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were like, he died just like that guy in Three Ninjas. I wanted more. It's for not you. fair. It's... I wanted more for you. So much more. <laughs> Do you see how how detailed his makeup was? You just killed him. <laughs> it was clearly important. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, any last words? Uh yes. Uh. No, I'm sorry. Uh, let me clarify. Any last words about Shang-Chi? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. sorry. I, w- yeah. I was about to get all emotional and everything. Right yeah, there. I saw you were about to give a eulogy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, look, I will... Let me just leave you with this. Okay. The Ten Rings will return. <laughs> Perfect. Um, uh, yeah, go see it. That, yeah. that's, that's what I could say. Yeah, all no, right. absolutely. It's absolutely see it. It's a good time at the, th- good time at the theater. It is a wonderful new entry into the MCU. Yes. So, all right. Well, I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Kellen Burrows. We will see you after the next film.